no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, we're back with another Con Air Radio, and as always, we're your hosts. We got the brown coat himself, Mr. R-Tab. Hello, hello, hello. The film dropout, Cameron. Hey, hey, hey. And voted sexiest man of Con Air Radio for the past three months. That's me, Jared. How you guys doing? I'm going to challenge you for that who title. Did, who did that vote? Uh, I did. <laughs> you did that vote. I did. Okay. I did. Yeah. Uh, so we are back after uh, you know our, our last show, uh, which went pretty well. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, if you missed it, check it out on yeah, SoundCloud. Definitely. Yeah, on SoundCloud, yeah, yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> definitely. So uh, we do have a special guest in studio with us today. Uh, Artep, why don't you go ahead and introduce? I'd like to introduce Tom Levine, a local author. Howdy. <laughs> Howdy. Was sorry, that my yeah. cue? Sorry. I, I, Hello. Yeah, I cut off a little quick there. Sorry <laughs> a about man that. of man of many words. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Tom, go ahead and tell us about yourself a little bit. Awesome. Thank you. I am glad to be here. First of all, thanks for having me. This is pretty awesome. Oh, glad to have you. Thanks. Um, so today, I'm here representing myself as an author, I suppose, right, primarily? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the story I like to tell, how much time do I have? Because I could just go, man. I could uh, I'll, go. If, well, if, if we you like take, to keep it down to about an hour. Right. So, okay. Know. If you take so, if you take too long, camera will throw something at you. It's got okay. it. He'll start swearing. Thank you, camera. Long. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can always, I can be that damage control. <laughs> got it. So, okay, well, I will tell the story of how this all started then. I was in second grade, because a lot of times people will ask the question, when did you start writing? I'm like, second grade. And I had the... Uh, the mean teacher and like when you start school you hear the rumors about the mean teacher and everybody has one you know at some point in their lives in second grade it was mine and she had this little rat face and she was just it was, she was scary very I'm, sure, I'm sure she'll i'm sure she appreciates that oh, i don't know if she's still here or she's not our, she's our number know. she's our number one listener no. oh damn it <laughs> see there we go so we had an assignment to write a short story on that uh, that brown paper with the blue lines remember that stuff yeah yeah so Paper, yeah, yeah, it was a thing called paper. You, you, when you were in school, it was the uh, the stone tablet and the chisel. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Did it have, did it have the three lines? Yep. I always chipped oh, yeah. my tablet at the end whenever yeah, I tried yeah. to get that period in there. Oh, it's, such, it's a bummer. I know. <laughs> so we were supposed to write a short story, and I did, and she read it, and she called me up to her desk, and I thought I was in trouble. And she said, Tommy, I want you to rewrite this story and make it longer and read it to the first graders tomorrow. And I'm like, what the fuck? What did I do? God damn it. So I did it because she's scary. I don't want to get in trouble. And I did it, and I rewrote it, showed it to her. She said, great, now take it next door. So I take it next door to the first graders, and I'm standing up there, and I'm just shaking. I'm scared to death. I have no idea what I'm being punished for. And then I looked up, and I saw all, you know, 30 first graders just staring at me with their eyes open and their mouths hanging open, just waiting what can happen next. And as soon as I saw that, I was no longer nervous, and I was like, I want to tell stories, and I want to be up in front of people. So I've been doing that in some form ever since, um, both with theater and with writing. Those have been kind of my two storytelling uh, avenues that I've taken. And on that note, let's talk a little bit about your, your theater work. You've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, um, altogether about 22 years of theater here in the Valley of the Sun, um, starting in high school. And then we formed our first theater company called Is What It Is Theater in 1995 in my backyard. We didn't have any place else to go, so we literally built a stage in my backyard. And we continued to rehearse there for about 10 of our 13 years. Shakespeare in the park. Yeah. <laughs> the back park. We, not even kidding. <laughs> no exaggeration. Uh, so yeah, so we Is What It Is ran for about 13 seasons, which is pretty impressive. 
impressive for this town, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then we took a short break. Actually, no, we didn't take really that much of a break, but we then opened Cairo Arts Venue in uh, South Scottsdale for three years, which was our first sort of legitimate uh, mixed arts uh, space for visual art and movies and theater and music. Had a lot of live music going on there, and that was really great. And then we all had babies, and that was the end of that. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that was right around the time my first novel was being published. So that's how that coincided. Oh, well, that, that actually sounds pretty cool. I like it the. It, it just just kind of just kept going for you. Yes, that's pretty good. Well, he's been he's been very active in the valley for quite a while. I mean, everything between. Uh, ASU recently, mm-hmm. uh, been doing a lot of a little stuff there. Yes, I've been, uh, I was on uh, faculty for your novel year for about three years, I think. Um, did some work at the Desert Knights Rising Stars Conference, which is phenomenal. Um, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I've got a class, a writing class coming up at the Piper Center here in, I think, April or May. I'll have to check into that. And you also have the the free one here in, at the Changing Hands. Oh, my gosh. I've got so many things. I should probably bring that up on my phone. Yes, uh, <laughs> all kinds of classes in support of the next novel that's coming out. We can certainly talk. I pull it up. <laughs> oh, that's, that's fine. Take, take your time. We're, we're here for a while. It's only been like five minutes. So. Oh, geez. Great. All right. What else you got? What do we need? <laughs> uh, so, you know, you, you've had a lot of uh, unique type of books. Uh, I noticed that a lot of them are uh, very kid-oriented, mm-hmm. uh, preteen, young adult, not preteen, more young adult. Um, so it, I keep trying to think of it more of a teenage drama or teenage behavior. I don't know why. I, yeah. I, it's no, it's true. You're not off base at all. Um, the, the genre, strictly speaking, is called young adult, um, and that's kind of your 13 to 18 or so roundabout. Um, and the thing is, that's a relatively new genre. That didn't really show up on, like, Barnes & Noble's shelves until, oh, my gosh. It was, I think it was after 95. In mm-hmm. fact, it might have even been kind of the turn of the millennium, uh, right around, yeah, 99, That's, that's about what I was going to say I started recognizing the young adult, because I remember I was a big Goosebumps fan when I was a kid. Yes. And, you know, I like I liked Arl Stein, and he had his Fear Street series, so he would do, like, that was a little more kind of the adult horror-type stories, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fear Street. I love both of those. I still read them because they're fun. So much fun. The, s- the Snowman was my first. <laughs> oh, yes. I think my first was uh, Haunted Mask, maybe. Haunted ha- Mask is certainly one of my favorites. Yeah, my. Sure. Well, my, ha- yeah, Haunted Mask was in his was his in his Goosebump series for his Fear Street. My personal favorite of that was was called the Snowman. Oh, oh. Yeah. see now I gotta go look that up. Yeah, it was it was an interesting <laughs> little little love triangle type. I know what you did last summer story. Nice, so. very good. And yeah. you're you're getting to the point where you're gonna be able to start reading novels to your for your uh, your son. Oh yeah, well pretty close. He is five now, but he's he's looking at books and he like he's a big fan of Lego. Big fan of Star Wars, big fan of all this. Yesterday, or the other day, I, I posted a photo that showed uh, Star Wars Lego minifigures on a Battletech map. So I was like, I think I got the, yeah, I that's like that. the triumvirate right there. You can't mm-hmm. do any better. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the young adult stuff, like, uh, you know, I was a child of the John Hughes era. I grew up on The Breakfast Club and all that kind of stuff. Um, and when I first wrote my first novel, I didn't realize that's what it was because the genre didn't exist really, wasn't really fully, fully formed, and it wasn't until I started looking for an agent that I was kind of told, like, oh, this is young adult. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> I was just talking about stuff that I knew about because I was 19 at the time. Uh, and now it's, yeah, it's this very big and continuing to grow um, genre that we sort of found find ourselves in. Nice. Definitely interesting. That's for sure. 
And a lot of people are reaching out and creating that, uh, the books in that series. Yes, they those, are. That genre. That genre, yeah. <laughs> and some old books are being repurposed for that, um, too, actually. And I, as an author, I understand because, you know, money. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> as, as a reader, it's kind of like, dude, really? Like, this, this book's been out for 30 years as an adult now let's novel. Tweak it and now we'll, yeah, <laughs> we'll put a new cover on it, adult, and I, I won't name names. But, man, it's, it's irritating. It's, yeah. There's plenty of good people turning out good stuff. Let them, let them come out, you know? Yeah, uh, I would be interested in seeing how Game of Thrones would come out as a young adult. <laughs> uh, there would probably be about a good 70% of it cut. Just just trade out the deaths for hugs. There you go. Actually, so I don't know. I can't <laughs> believe Hodar got hugged. <laughs> I, 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 that's one of the interesting oh, spoiler things Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, my that's bad. in the next series of movies. Violence, not a problem, actually. Yeah, no. Historically, violence, you can kill everybody. Like Hunger Games, like we can slaughter the youth. That's totally fine. Yeah, that's Don't true. have sex. Can't yeah. do it. Not even pretend. Can't fake it. At all. Nothing. Cannot do it in this genre. Very strange. We haven't grown yeah. past that yet. Nope. Nope. Still there. That's the difference between like America and Europe. That's mm-hmm. just that's that's that cultural thing. We love we love violence but hate sex, and they love sex but hate violence. So. Unless you're in Sweden, and then it seems to be a whole riot over there going now. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, no, I, I yeah, always remember Sweden. <laughs> yes. yes. So, um, what what would you say, like, uh, you know, uh, what, what's the what's the scene been like for you? I mean, has have have you been excited accepted pretty well into it, or? Yes, absolutely. Particularly here in the valley, uh, we actually have a very large contingent of young adult authors. I don't know why, but we do. And um, once you're kind of a uh, inducted into the club then you're you're in and and they take really good care of each other it's been a lot of fun um i didn't know it existed until it happened and uh yeah they're just fascinating people and the the thing about this particular group um i'm still i'm personally trying to to branch into some adult genres uh, because that's what i grew up writing actually was just ripping off stephen king and things like that that's how most of us i think learned how to do this imitation (laughs) is the highest form of flattery it is and that's how i mean shakespeare didn't come up with anything original he was just really good at it like okay um but yeah they they are very very welcoming and um I can't remember where I was headed with that, but they're, they're, it's, a, it's a good group of people, very good group of people. They take what they do, um, we take what we do very seriously because of the, the audience. You know, if we're going to have a book that has, um, you know, there's books on date rape or, or uh, mental illness or, you know, things like that where we're tackling these, these topics for a teenage audience, like we take that shit real serious because yeah. you have to. And like for the purpose of awarenessness? Awareness? For the purposes of being authentic. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Here's the thing, and this is, I found this to be true. Um, uh, teen see through uh, bullshit? That's what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, that, they that's... will see you a mile away. And that's the gate's true. open. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're here. It's Sweet. Okay. <laughs> so, um, have, have you been doing like the, the convention circuit, like Comic Cons and stuff like that? Oh, or? yes. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, Phoenix Comic Con is hands down my favorite. There, mm-hmm. I've been going to that for, ooh, what do you think, six years now? Mm-hmm. Something yeah, like that. It's been a while, huh? No. And the, the first time I went was right after my first novel came out, and it had, I mean, it was nothing to do with anything, even remotely Comic Con related. And I sat at an empty table with like a copy of my book and I kind of waved to people all weekend long. It was terrible. Whereas last <laughs> year, we sold a bunch Excuse of books, me. and we got, um, I've gotten to do. Uh, uh, craft classes ever all all through the weekend, which is a lot of fun. A lot of writing classes and stuff like that. Uh, my favorite story um, is when I don't remember what year it was. It's probably three years ago now. Amber Benson was there uh, from Buffy, and mm-hmm. um, she was there representing her book. But of course, everybody was there like, "Oh my God, it's Tara!" <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So she was there, and so I got to meet her. That was cool. She was at her table and whatever. 
And then she happened to be, I think I was going to the bathroom. I don't know, she was she was walking somewhere unescorted, and I happened to see her. So I, I literally jumped in front of her because I'm an idiot. I was like, hey, Amber, how's it going? Listen, I'm teaching a class in like 20 minutes. You should totally come check it out. And she's like, okay, bye. I'm like, okay, that was dumb. <laughs> And lo and behold, about halfway through my class, Amber Benson walks in and sits down next to my wife and watches me teach for like 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, That's this awesome. is so cool. So sweet. I'm a huge Amber Benson fan now. I was pretty big before, but now it's like, wow, <laughs> thank you. That You didn't have to do that. You know, that's just classy. So that I, was cool. That's the, one of the things I like about Comic-Con is you, you actually, and Phoenix Comic-Con in general, is because you, you can run into these guests when they're unescorted on yeah. many occasions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how many times I've run into them at the... At at the hotel, just going up and down the alley. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard that. stories about that. Nathan Billion is tall. <laughs> Holy crap in a basket. That is a I've, tall man. I've heard that. <laughs> he, I, I actually, when I, I met Diane Marley of the Phoenix Suns when he was still oh, playing, really? right? And he, we worked, I was working at a restaurant, and he signed the inside of the cooler. And I'm sitting there going, okay, he's a guard, so it's not like he's a, but he's a 6'7 guard. Six, so he seven, still man. stands five, five mm-hmm. inches above me. Wow. And I don't consider myself short. So yeah, that's one of the. Well, I can't remember what year it was now, and I, I always forget the actor's name, which makes me feel like a tool. Um, he was there when uh, when uh, Ron Perlman was there. So it's just it was probably two years ago, not this last one, but the one before. Ron. And, was he- Oh, so it wasn't 16, it would have been 15. And then yeah. he was, the, this actor was uh, sitting across from him, and he was, oh my gosh, he was from Lord of the Rings and um, the movie with Mel Gibson where he was uh, kind of the bad guy. Um, oh, crap. Oh, that's, that's that's got gonna, me thinking now. Yeah, it's going to bug me the, now. Uh, I can't even name the damn movies. <laughs> Too bad we didn't have like a movie guy around. That who was, who was he in Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I th- was he in Lord of the Rings? I think he was in Lord of the Rings. He's like the really severe-looking guy with, uh, and in the Mel Gibson movie, he was. Um, uh, the, the, Elrond. Uh, yeah. Lord Elrond. Oh. Yes. Or, or I think so. Agent Smith, whatever you want to call. Oh, him. Hugo Weaving. Hugo. Yeah. No, not him. Yeah, no. Hugo no. Weaving wasn't here for. No, for no he wasn't here. Oh my gosh. I thought he was here. Such a no, not not for Kong. I can't even remember the damn movie now. Well, we need to get him here now. <laughs> That, okay. I, that actually Anyhow. would be a good one because he, he's one of my favorite actors. <laughs> really cool guy. <laughs> Some really cool guy Tall was there. Guy Damn it. And really cool. Um, uh, and there was, a, there was a kid there standing in line who had, and I honestly don't know what it was, but had some sort of um, disability or challenge. I don't know whether it was physical or otherwise, but he was just shaking and shaking and shaking in line. And when he finally got up to meet the actor, he just... I mean, was re- yeah, he was really, really freaking out and just couldn't control himself at all. And it's kind of like, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. This actor, whose name we'll find out in just a moment here, <laughs> gets up, comes down off the table and, like, kind of kneels in front of him and takes his hand and starts talking to him. And, like, within two minutes, that kid was just totally fine, totally okay. And, was, and we were watching this whole thing in line. Um, and it was like, wow, you, again, you didn't have to do that. But you did. You are a class act, and it seems to me more often than not, Phoenix gets mm-hmm. really classy people. We uh, um, uh, there was a number of years ago. Um, I came down to the. Uh, I was at one of the bars in a hotel. No plugs. Um, uh, <laughs> that uh, it was just kind of just hanging out in the bar, and I turned around, and here's, and I I, I can't go by the names, uh, but uh, one of the guys from Battlestar Galactic was there. Standing beside um, one of the guys from Stargate Atlantis, and I'm like, "Holy crap! This is like geek gone crazy." <laughs> this just in was it Carl Urban? No, no. The the Carl's Patriot is the movie though. Oh, the Patriot. Who's the guy from the Patriot? Patriot. Is it Billy? It's not Billy Boyd, is it? No. Adam? 
Baldwin? No, no, I'd remember Adam Baldwin. <laughs> if I can get to the Patriot, I can find it. Um, Mel Gibson, Adam Baldwin. Um, I think he was a, he was a bad guy in in the Patriot. Oh, oh, um, oh, sh- was he in Lord of the Rings too? I, I could be wrong about no, that. No, I part. don't think he was in Lord of the Rings, but I do know him as a bad guy. He he plays Long an awesome bad crew. guy. Oh. It, was it Jason Isaacs? That, yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. You're thinking of playing uh, uh, yes. Rico Malfoy. It's Lucy's Malfoy. Yeah. Rico Malfoy. That's dead. it. That's it. Jason okay. Isaac. Okay, so Jason That's, Isaac. So, is so really for cool. everyone out there, that was what was throwing me off. <laughs> yeah. Like, Sorry. Film, film dropouts on his oh, game. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that was totally my bad. Totally my bad. Not film dropout fault. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the cool thing about it. I mean, as I, as I was saying, at the same time that I saw those two guys, um, I, I think there was a couch, um, you know, another part of the bar, where you looked over and you saw a group of guys talking. And then first person I noticed is here's Adam Baldwin sitting on a couch just chilling, and then across from him is a um, his producer from the show that he was on at the time, which I believe was not Firefly. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Um, and then I didn't, oh. it, it took me a minute, but the producer actually was also an actor also. Uh, mm-hmm. He's kind of stepped back. He used to be on Star Trek's Voyager, um, mm-hmm. Paris. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, Robert. Uh, I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> we are not. We're working. really lousy. <laughs> hey, okay, thanks for coming, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Film, not TV. Film, yeah, not TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I know who you're talking about. Right. Yeah. And, and they were just sitting there and chilling and talking. Um, but occasionally you can see when um, they've, people have pushed a little bit too much. Sure. And, and when they're sitting back and relaxing and having a beer, and if there's no one around and you just go up and say hi, mm-hmm. back off after you've said hi, don't, don't, fa- don't rush them, don't stand there because it just, just kind of freaks people out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway. There's my con, Comic-Con rule. <laughs> don't your freak com, out. Your the, Comic-Con celebrity etiquette? Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't freak out the celebrities. It's a good one. It's a now, good one. On, the, on a similar note, um, I was coming down in the hotel to get some ice in an ice bucket, and I ran into Ed Asner <laughs> walking the hall in his shorts. <laughs> and I think he was looking for James uh, Owen's room. He was supposed to be having breakfast for oh James God. Owen that day. That pisses me off. Yeah, I, I, I was sitting there going, the one <laughs> time I, I'd like to get James to invite me over, but at least you know I'd probably show up with pants. <laughs> but anyway, I don't I, think it, James it, minds. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it was it was cool because here's Ed and he goes, "Do you know where James's room is?" And I know he's here in the hotel. I just don't know what room. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so. that's so cool though. Like you're at it. Oh my god. Like that's that's just awesome. <laughs> So, um, well, what other what other conventions have you been through, like uh, di- distance wise? Let's see. Well, what's the furthest you've gone? Furthest Ooh. I've been was Germany. I Ooh. got uh, yeah, my <laughs> two two books ago. Um, I had a book. I've had a, uh, two books actually translated into German, and then I think it was let's see, this is uh, October of two thousand fifteen. Um, the for some reason the embassy there in Germany um, got a hold of it and then invited me out to do a ten night. Uh, tour in Germany, all these different uh, locations. At uh, oh. there was a teachers' conference and a couple of schools, um, and just, just these crazy little places. And the thing that really struck me, there's a lot that struck me about the trip. It was a phenomenal trip. Um, but they have what are called, rightly so, literature houses. And um, one of them, I can't remember what city we were in now. My wife would have to hear to remind me. But uh, it was this beautiful, beautiful old house and books everywhere and everything, and this, this lovely meeting room. It was just gorgeous. And I was like, wow, so what else do you guys do here? Thinking how 
what we would do with space in the States, like where we'd have music and plays and the, you know, all these things. And they're like, well, we, we do readings. I'm like, oh, cool. What else do you do? Readings. <laughs> like, shut up. That's it. That's like, you have a place. That's all you do. And they were astonished that I was astonished. Um, so yeah, very, very cool trip. That's the furthest I've been. wasn't really a convention, but. Uh, <laughs> I got a new one for you because I right. just saw it on Facebook. Saudi Arabia just had its very first Comic-Con. Wow. I heard about that. Yeah, I heard about that. That was really cool. Seven, that is cool. 7,000 people, still small, but I mean... That's not bad. That's not, no, know. that's good. That's all but, right. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I like the idea of going to Comic-Cons. I think I would probably go to practically any Comic-Con out there, but that just scares me. Oh, sure. Because it's in a region that is really kind of unsettled. Saudi yeah. Arabia is... Kind of stable, but right. yeah. it's easy but. for anyone to kind of travel and go, oh, we can take on 7,000 people. Easy. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'd be like, uh, but, but it's a glimmer of hope. It's, yes, you know, it, it is. It, it's like McDonald's. Every place, we don't go to war with places that have McDonald's, right? So if they have, if they all have Comic-Cons, we'll be okay. So as long as yeah. McDonald's we'll be okay. keeps spreading like weeds, we're, That's right. we're fine. <laughs> it's a strange thing, but there we are. Who would, who would have thought <laughs> that the key to world peace was the Golden Arches? Cool. That's right. That's right. Whatever it's all because it of that Grand Mac. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. I, I, I wanted to try it the other night, but I, I couldn't bring myself to it. I, I didn't want to feel like crap all day. Yeah. It looks like it could lodge it in my shoulder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to go ahead and take a, take a short break, and we'll be uh, right back. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. All right, we're back here. And again, uh, we got uh, Tom Levine in the, uh, in the studio with us. So I uh, understand you got a new book coming out, per, I think, next month? That is correct, yes. March 21st is the launch date for... Hellworld. Hellworld. Ooh, yeah. that, that sounds pretty nice. Well, I hope so. What's it about? So Hellworld is about a girl who, uh, whose mother was the co-host of a uh, ghost hunting show, but it was a debunking show. She was a, a scientist and a skeptic, and so she was on this show that was going out and proving that ghosts don't exist, etc., etc. Uh, but then mom disappeared five years ago in an allegedly haunted cave, and when that happened, um, her dad fell into a very steep and debilitating depression. So this girl, Abby, decides she's going to go find out what happened to her mother once and for all. She's going to find out for sure if she's dead or alive, probably dead. That's what she expects. And she enlists the help of the son of the other co-host who also went missing. And they go check out the cave for themselves. And what they find down there is a lot worse than anybody could have expected. And they end up opening what amounts to sort of a uh, hell mouth or portal to hell. And all kinds of cool Lovecraftian beasts come out and start tearing the world apart. So it's pretty awesome. Nice. Well, so what, 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 what were a couple of the, uh, the inspirations for, for this story? Like a lot of books, there's never, uh, or there's rarely one thing. So there was kind of a mm-hmm. conglomeration of things. The first thing where this, the germ started, sort of took hold was thinking about uh, Stephen King's Salem's Lot, which I really like. It's, I'm a big fan of that book. And the, the other two short stories that go with it, one for the road and Jerusalem's Lot. Cool little um, sort of... Uh, trilogy there. And I got to thinking, because that was written in the 70s, came out in the 70s, and I was like, well, we didn't have cell phones, we didn't have all this satellite stuff going on, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so could we have a Salem's Lot in 2017? Is that even possible, or are we so saturated with technology and phones and, and cameras and everything that, like, 
you can't have an empty town without somebody knowing what happened or without somebody going to see and investigate. So that mm-hmm. just kind of got me thinking about that. The next thing that happened is I was on a, uh, uh, a trip to Las Vegas for a conference, and on my way back, I can't remember what the road is, but it, it is dark. And it's dark in a way that I have never seen darkness before. There was no moon. Um, so it was just me and the car and whatever I could see right in front of the headlights. And it scared the crap out of me. Like about an hour outside of Phoenix, I was really starting to get shaky. Like what this, I need to see something like one of those mm-hmm. orange sodium lights, something, please, for the love of God. And that really stuck with me. Uh, when you read the first page of the novel, that's exactly <laughs> what you're going to read about is this impenetrable darkness and how sort of addicted, for lack of a better term, we have come to light. We, we've all, even, you know, if you turn out every light in your house, you still have, you know, the, the microwave clock and dishwasher yeah. light and there's all these little tiny lights everywhere. Um, so having nothing is just really unsettling and I wanted to explore that. Actually, I, I actually can attest to that because uh, there was one time I was driving back from Sierra Vista uh, during in the middle of probably one of the worst rainstorms that Southern Arizona has gotten, and you could literally only see like five feet in front of the car, yeah. even with your high beams on. Yeah, yeah. So I, I know I know how scary that is. It is. And yeah. a few years ago, I can't remember what the year was exactly, but we had a huge dust storm on the uh, on the in between here and Tucson, and mm-hmm. a couple people were killed during it. And I was in that I was in that traffic jam Ooh. when that happened, um, and. It was yeah another one of those things like man if something goes wrong on this road you're kind of done there's really mm-hmm. nowhere to go and that's there's actually a scene like that in in the novel uh, when the monsters have come out um, so that's plot wise and inspiration wise that's kind of where that came from but then by the time I was close to finishing it I realized what I was dealing with thematically and um, so while the the book is certainly going to fit into the horror genre I'm not gonna you know try to <laughs> try to camouflage that it's a horror novel mm-hmm. um, and it's pretty spooky and, and gross and that's cool but thematically it is about what do we do when we know whatever situation we're in is not going to get better and for me and my family that was dealing with Alzheimer's my father-in-law had um, early onset dementia um, and then passed away just a couple of years ago and like, that's just something, there's no silver lining. There's no yeah. coming out from that. Like, cancer, okay, cancer sucks, don't get me wrong. There's a chance you can, you might make it, you might. Right. Man, Alzheimer's, there's nothing. There's just downhill. Um, and that was kind of the, um, <laughs> sounds odd to use the word inspiration, but I wanted to explore that, I guess, in yeah. a sort of a safer place, which horror is great for that because horror is always about something else. It's never just about, or good horror, I should say, hopefully, mm-hmm. is always about something else. Um, so Throughout the throughout the novel, that's kind of in there. You know, if, if you're not looking for it, maybe see it. But it's definitely about you know, things are not going to get better. What do we do? What are our options? Um, and I hopefully have addressed that in the book. So the the two main characters that are going to be portrayed are the the, the daughter and the son of the of yes the, the host. And Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of this. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Or is it just going to be a run, run, run? <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good question. No one has asked that. Um, there is a lot of running, <laughs> to be sure. But I think um, hopefully what has worked, uh, I, I tried something a little bit different with the structure of this story. Um, and s- what I did is each chapter alternates from the present and then goes into the past. So there are kind of two trips to this cave. Chapter one starts in the cave after kind of the, what we think is the worst thing has happened. Chapter two is before they've ever left on this trip. Chapter three, we go back to the cave. So we're the, the um, 
odd-numbered chapters are about them trying to escape the cave, and the even-numbered chapters are how they got into the cave in the first place. Uh. So um, hopefully that gives it a little bit more energy and spark than just running and chasing, because that would get old pretty fast. Yeah, that does seem like a really interesting structure. Yeah, yeah. I hope it works. I think it does. It, it was unique. It was unique. It, it, you know, it kind of it brings to mind uh, one that, a project that I tried uh, and still kind of working on is uh, uh, four separate storylines mm-hmm. that are going to eventually meet into one. Yeah. But I'm fun. writing them, you know, it's like, okay, here's a, a couple of pages here, and let's, mm-hmm. here's a couple of pages here. Then you got to try to figure out, uh, oh, crud. Uh, <laughs> okay, so now this one's got to stop. Yep. And then i got to go back mm-hmm. here. Yeah, to do to do the uh, yeah that gets confusing. oh it's mind bending it's yeah. I for my my debut novel uh, party we had uh, was eleven chapters and every chapter was told from a different person's point of view mm-hmm. and all at kind of different times during the night and the whole thing is only covers eight hours in a night um, like so when the pizza boy shows up and puts the pizza on you know the counter here then the pizza box better be there in chapter seven when I come back and somebody else comes through the door, you know, all this crazy stuff. I had an Excel document that just tried to tie all the pieces together and it's mind bending sometimes. Yeah, I totally get you. (laughs) Now, is this one of those kind of books that you could see as um, a movie? Oh, of course. That's, everybody wants that. That would be, that would be great. Horror (laughs) movies are always something that you can almost, he going, I can take anything and make it into a horror movie. But, uh, but this is, this is definitely one of those ones that has, Okay, I can I can see a little bit of this. I can yeah. see a little bit of that. <laughs> I think like for fans of like The Descent, for example, because so much of it takes place mm-hmm. in this total darkness. Like, right. how the hell do you light that? Like, I don't even know. But I will tell you, you know, I mean, I've I have never I've come close to a couple of movie deals. Nothing's ever ever you know quite panned out. Um, but with my theater background and like connections I've got with uh, some friends who run the Phoenix Film Festival, for mm-hmm. example, um, I've had a couple like film students be like, can, can I have your book? I'm like, sure, do it. Like, nobody else is gonna do it. Just let me know. <laughs> I'd rather, in fact, I think I'd rather have it, have uh, you know, a, a movie come out like that with people you don't recognize and with some some indie kids because they know, stuff, yeah, because yeah. they know how to do it right. You know what I mean? Like that would be fantastic. Now, if Spielberg like called, I wouldn't be like, no, but you know, <laughs> no, I'm saving this for someone who <laughs> has <laughs> no skills. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we learned, you know. So I would, I would love for you know, virtually anybody. Well, the, the market is growing uh, locally, um, absolutely, and, and I've heard that they're taking another shot at the tax. Um, oh really? The movie the, tax. Uh, the Ooh. movie tax. So that yeah. would be nice. That may help yeah. like, bring some more people this way. So we'll that would be great. Uh-huh. I know. I'd, I'd like that. I definitely would. I There's don't think the people. state likes money. No. no. <laughs> but the state, you know, the state, the reasoning for dropping it in the first place is they said they were losing money from it because the incentives were too big and people were coming in and getting all this tax and then they weren't spending the money here, hmm. and that's the reason why they said they dropped it originally. I think. Really. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll they'll make it work. Yeah, that sounds like not enough research to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they didn't know what they were getting into, maybe. Mm-hmm. So uh, long run. <laughs> so a couple couple of your other books. Uh, what what else What else do you have that's that people can go and grab right now? Right now, probably if you're a horror fan, I would go to Sick first of all. Sick is actually it's technically going to be in the zombie category, although they're not undead. Have to because there's purists out there who get really bent about that kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, but definitely fits into that genre, more of like a 28 Days Later type of, of undead, if you will. More more like a viral. Yes, type very thing. viral. Um, very uh, they're, they're they get these um, uric acid crystals all over them, and they're seeking out. Um, that sounds like Expanse. 
Oh, sorry. They're a movie, they're a TV show. Damn it. A TV show no, I was it's just not. watching. Oh, sorry. Um, they are, the, those who are infected are seeking out healthy immune systems. So tonsils, bone marrow, things like that, any way they can get to it, which is a lot of chewing and gnawing and things like that. But the fun part about that for, for local readers is that it is set here in Phoenix, and it was actually based on Camelback High School, where I went to school. Cool. Um, so never I, enough stories take did? place oh, in yeah. Where did you graduate? Uh, I graduated 2004. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I was what? about to say. What are you gonna? You what are you gonna up, say? Robert, don't you? <laughs> shut up, Robert. Shut up. No, it's okay. It it, it 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 went exponentially downhill from the the mm. in between there. <laughs> Let's look at it this way. At least you could still say your schools are still around. My oh. elementary, my primary, and my high school have all gone. That's They're really gone. sad. That's really. And I'm sad. in a small town. <laughs> I mean, it's like in this little tiny town, and you take. The, well, the, the elementary school and the primary school are now uh, like housing or oh, something. Wow. So the schools are still technically there, but they're yeah. houses. They're, they're apartments and stuff like that. Now the, the high school was just... Man, <laughs> was level that's that. so sad. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. That would drive me crazy, I think. So, 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 let, so let me get this straight. There, <laughs> there's an infection outbreak yes. that revolves around... Camelback High. It's not called Camelback, but it's it's Camelback. Like, it, yeah. Okay. Because here's the th- and this is this is this irritated me. This one girl. <laughs> oh man, the I got stories for you. Oh, the stories we could tell. Um, but one of the one of the uh, comments that I got, it was probably Goodreads or something like that. But somebody's like, this book doesn't make any sense. What kind of school has a fence around it? And I'm like. Oh, All schools? oh, you want so I took pictures. I was like, this kind right here, because yeah. the whole premise is these the kids who know how to jump the fence, the kids who know how to ditch school, you know, those kids. Because I was one of those kids. I walked um, out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, oh, that wasn't cool. And I thought we had to jump the fence, and it was all this I, thing. But um, yeah. like, no, we have fences, and, and you could get killed if you messed up jumping a fence. So yeah, I got to keep out all those grizzlies. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> that was a that was a Betsy DeVos joke for anyone who was paying attention. Yeah, I went I was to school in Canada, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so so you got sick. Sick, yep. Yeah, well, what, what else? The next... Uh, oh, we know, we know you're sick. Of, <laughs> sick. <laughs> I need my puffer. Um, <laughs> sort of in, <laughs> in that genre would yeah. be my most recent that just uh, that came out about a year ago called Shackled, and that's more of a thriller uh, about a girl whose best friend was uh, kidnapped, and then a few years later she thinks she sees her friend in the company of a very creepy old man, and her friend mouths the words, help me, but then they escape and she can't quite catch up with them, so she makes it her mission to go and track this guy down. She gets the license plate of the car they get into, so she tries to track them down. The problem is that because uh, as a result of the of the kidnapping, she has a very severe panic disorder, PTSD thing going on and, and rarely leaves the house. So she has to fight through that to try and follow up on this lead and figure out if that was her friend and if so, if she can save her or not. So that's out there too. And again, more of a thriller, nothing supernatural in that one. I could definitely see that one as a movie. I think so. You see, you know, that yeah. would be actually really easy to shoot here in town because it's yeah. all set here in the, in the Phoenix area and then up north. And actually, I started tearing apart movies recently. I, I, I haven't, I'm starting to do, I'm starting to turn into him. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, it's hard, right? I, well, I, I, I rub off on people so bad. I, you know, I, you, I go and I, I, I go and download movies occasionally going, oh, this sounds good and I'll check this out. And then I go ahead and watch it and I'm like, I, this thing's like almost entirely filmed in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a little bit of CGI, uh, there's a little bit of running through some trees, and an old house, and then everything else is in a warehouse. Now, are you saying that in a bad way, or just, or in a good way, or No, what? you can film anywhere. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought I mean, you were seriously, heading. you know, you can go down in downtown <laughs> Phoenix and take over almost any lot with abandoned houses in it, and boom, you've got a movie <laughs> yeah. thing. 
you know yeah, you, production you, value. you want cats you go you want cactus and, and nasty desert trees you walk 10 feet off of your block and they're there <laughs> yeah you can true. film almost anything now. we have some really cool locations here oh yeah we do we really do so yeah <laughs> my tangent <laughs> arizona film school <laughs> yes yes um so uh so of course you got got the new book coming out which is which is awesome now what, what's the what's the date that that's slated to be released so the book hell world comes out march 21st march 21st okay um let me, yeah, we, yeah, let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, so uh, you ha- you have a couple of uh, events going on that uh, coincides with the release. Yes, quite a few. We we did a big plan for this. So uh, here's all the big events. Write this down. The first event is going to be Monday, March twentieth at six thirty p.m. at Changing Hands Bookstore in Phoenix. Make sure you go to Phoenix, not Tempe. And that is a free writing class called Publishing Pitfalls. What are they and how do you avoid them? So that'll be me giving a free class on that. So open to writers of all ages and levels. Of course, it'd be really nice if you'd buy the book that night too, if possible. So I think they will have copies. Then, uh, again, March 21st, Changing Hands Tempe is the launch party. That will be a lot of fun because, uh, yeah, I don't do readings. Uh, authors should really not do readings. Yeah. I'm a trained actor and I don't do them. They're, they're just awful. So I won't read from the book, but we will have a really good time. And this is cool. I'm partnering with the Phoenix Film Festival to do a free movie screening of Psycho, Alfred Hitchcock Psycho at uh, Harkins Theater Shea, 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, March 22nd. Uh, You'll need to go to probably my website or the Phoenix Film Festival website to reserve tickets. You can't just show up. You do have to reserve the tickets because seating is limited. We'll do a talk about some horror stuff in in fiction and film, and then we'll show the movie, and then we'll sell books because that's what I'm there to do. Uh, Friday, March 21st, I'm sorry, Friday, March 24th, if any of you are going to be in the San Diego area, I'll be at Mysterious Galaxy for the first time ever. I never got to go to Mysterious Galaxy, so I'm very excited to do that. There'll be another sighting. And then Monday, March 27th, I'm doing a program called Lit Out Loud at Poison Pen Bookstore. That's Scottsdale. That's at 7 p.m. And this is going to be, we've done a few of these over the years, where we do sort of a reader's theater thing with classic and original short stories, like Ray Bradbury, some stuff that I wrote um, with a a little small cast. And we'll do like maybe an hour, hour 15. Most of it's going to veer kind of humorous, but still sticking in the, the horror genre. And then if we have enough time and enough people ask me, I'm going to read a short story that I wrote in eighth grade so we can hold it up for public mockery. <laughs> oh, I like do a mystery like science that. Now that would be fun. It would, it's because it's awful. It's just, but fun. You we know. can just see how far you've come. I, I hope so. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the downside. It's like, oh my God, what if I still write like Wait, this? Wait, you used that line in that last book. No. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. And the last event so far that I've scheduled is another writing class Wednesday, March 29th at Barnes & Noble Desert Ridge. Again, another free class for writers of all ages and levels. So come check that out. You can see all of these on my website at tomlevine.com backslash events. And last name, just in case you missed it, was L-E-V-E-E-N. It is not spelled like the town. I know. I tried that mistake. I made that mistake a couple of times. <laughs> Why is Everybody. it not coming up right? Oh, damn it. <laughs> it's really fun when the, the bank and who you're trying to buy a car from messes it up. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take another uh, another quick short break, and uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more. We're going to get into the, the Mia side of things, see what, see what you like in your everyday life. How does that sound? Right on. All right. So we'll be right back. BYTS, Beyond Technology Solutions, has a computer repair shop in the East Valley on the southeast corner of Rutgers and University, where over the last three years, it has grown in personnel and in reputation for being affordable and efficient. They do PC, Mac, cell phone repairs, 
and sell refurbished computers. All right, so we're back, and uh, so Tom, uh, so you know, you you said earlier, you know, you have a lot of different different things that you take inspiration from and whatnot. Um, what about like different like uh, TVs and movies and stuff like that? Do you, do, I mean, do you, what what do you like to watch and what do you think inspires you have from favorites. those favorites? Yes, I do. Well, first of all, first and foremost, probably I'm a huge Buffy fan. Um, mm. I wasn't always, but uh, I I think I was dating someone who was a big fan during season four, and she's like, "You have to see this show." I'm like, "Buffy, what a stupid ass <laughs> name! Are you kidding me? There's no way. That's the dumbest thing ever." Like, just watch this one episode. So I watched the one. I'm like, nope, not doing it. It's like, watch one more. So I watch one more. It's like, okay, do you like it? I'm like, no, not really. And she's like, okay, and starts to leave. I'm like, I'll do one more though, just to make sure. And then I did another one, and another one, and another one. And mm-hmm. after that, I was completely hooked. So. Then he saw the sing along, and Indy was thrown. Oh, I was, no, <laughs> I love, oh, I love, my, my kid sings it. Once, <laughs> once more with feeling is my it's favorite the episode best ever. Do you know they're gonna do that with uh, Flash and Supergirl? Yeah, they're gonna do a. a, a That's not necessary. Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, I get it, but come on. I mean, you know, <laughs> she can sing. I hear she can. Sing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you, you get you get the right superhero or supervillain in there. I mean, you know, music meister. He, okay. he can make anybody dance and sing. That's, That's his power. Yeah. Did you saw the character they actually just introduced to it this last week, right? I haven't seen it yet. Mixaplick. Mixaplick. Did they decide uh, how to say it yeah. finally? I, I know they were tr- they were having trouble figuring out how to say it. Oh yeah, the guy out. who says he says his name backwards. <laughs> yeah, if he yeah, says his name backwards. You catch him. That's yeah. how you, you toss him. But it, the, he he just all of a sudden goes. Boom! He's there, and he's trying to Mis- romance. I, I've heard I've heard it a couple of ways too, like Mister Mephistic. Yeah, well, Mezzelflick. I can't Mephistic. say it no matter how they're trying to say it. Mister Micro Dick. I mean, whatever. So yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, they're 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 going to do good with that. I mean, as long as they get the right the right people in it. I mean, of course, if they would get Joss Whedon, right, eh, right, that 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 would make it that much better. He's but. got the experience. <laughs> he, does. he does. It does was a it. great episode. It so was what a else? Great episode. What else do you like? To um, watch? I was a big fan of Battlestar Galactica. The b- both, new both, <laughs> both. I grew up on the old one, and then seeing the new one. And actually, uh, the one of the guys who created David Ike is a Camelback alum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, he goes, and I just missed. It. He graduated, I think, the year. Like I was my freshman year, he had just graduated. So you have so to go to his him. reunion and, and try to intercept. Uh, he wouldn't hey, know who I am. <laughs> yeah, I know his friends, but that's it. But that was yeah, I love what they did with that. That was cool. That's that's always worth a good watch. Um, and we talked about Goosebumps earlier. I yeah. still like the old TV show. I mean, they're terrible. They are, but they're fun. Terrible. They're great. Terrible. Did you ever watch Are You Afraid of the Dark as a kid? No. That was a great. That if I as far as it. scary children's shows, it yeah. was it was superior to Goosebumps, and I I, I will mm. challenge anyone on that. <laughs> Submitted for the approval of, of the Midnight, Midnight Society. Society. Nice. Yeah, I would not doubt that at all. No, they had some. They had some really great, like, kid horror stories that mm-hmm. even stuck with you as a kid, where it wasn't. Yeah, you know, it nice. wasn't too nightmare-inducing, but you know, <laughs> there could be some moments. Yeah, those and like the old. I still watch the old Twilight Zones, like when they have mm-hmm. the marathon on Sci-Fi. Like that's uh, man, they don't make them like that. They that's don't. So where good. they make you think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly those. <laughs> the, the, the one, the one where the horror is in your mind. Yeah. Or you get yeah, to see Captain hard. Kirk when he was young. Oh, both yeah. of those are great. He did yeah. so well in both of those episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and actually, still to this day, I really like the old-time radio. Um, mm-hmm. I've got collections of CDs of that stuff. And a few years, like many years ago, actually, oh, it was 2001. 
come to think of it, um, I got to direct uh, the War of the Worlds, the Panic broadcast on stage oh, nice. um, as kind of like a live radio thing, and that was probably one of my top favorite shows I've ever done. I actually have a friend of mine who uh, is doing some stage right now in Apache Junction. Uh, I'm like, okay. <laughs> you, you mean you mean pallets, not stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're stacked up. But uh, they're doing um, uh, A Few Good Men. Oh, my gosh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's so uh, awesome. Kevin Ty. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's a, a bit of a shout-out for Kevin. Nice job. Uh, well uh, done, Kevin. Enjoy. Yeah, but uh, he's, he's part of the, he's playing, and he says he's been working on his English, or his American accent, because <laughs> he's English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, All the best American actors are English. That is true. <laughs> that's true. And actually, now that you mentioned that, one of the things that... Um, I, I, my wife and I both really like is the West Wing. Man, they the writing on the West Wing. Aaron Sorkin is a god when it comes yeah, to but that's dialogue. Cool. What oh, new? Oh, oh new? new? Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> new stuff. Um, we did start watching. Uh, I started watching Daredevil and uh, uh, Luke Cage. Those were both really good. I haven't awesome. finished them yet, awesome. but we were really impressed. How far into that. Daredevil did you get? Oh my gosh! Um, right, well. Are you into the? Did you finish the, at least the first season? I no, I don't think so. Okay, because um, I liked the second season; it was okay, but the uh-huh. first season was better. Was okay, best, yeah. okay, yeah. not surprised. Actually, we got we got uh, the, the Iron Fist about to start too. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, that right. trailer yeah. looked really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm disappointed yeah. it's not Ray Park. He was rumored to be yeah. Iron Fist for years, and uh, I guess they yeah. just waited too long. And for anyone who doesn't know, Ray Park played Darth Maul. Darth yeah, Maul. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Or or. or Toad. Yes, toad. also Toad. Toad. Yeah. He was also the um the Which headless toad? horseman in Sleepy uh, Hollow. X-Men. In the original in the original X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, that's he, the same guy. Toad, yeah. toad was Ray Park. Yep. He even does like a little Darth Maul shout out when he kicks a bar that's prying uh, elevator doors open and he spins the, the yeah. pipe like the double bladed lightsaber. Sure. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> I am so glad I came here. <laughs> I had no idea. You will learn something. <laughs> you learn something. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, Stranger Things was fantastic. Yes. 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 Holy yes. crap. We, so brilliant, and now I'm afraid. Like, do you have to do a second one? Like, you you did it so good. I, I, Can you capture the magic? I the, don't know. The trailer they showed during the Super Bowl made it look like at least the spirit of the show is going to continue okay. to come through. Um, so. Where the actual meat of the story goes, like the story about the kids in Eleven, that's kind of worried about the direct. That's what I'm worried about yeah. is the direction mm-hmm. it's going to take. But as <sighs> far as Keeping that kind of atmosphere going, I think they'll just knock it right out of the park. I yeah. would, yeah, I'll buy that. I buy the I, atmosphere continuing, but man, the story's yeah. got to be good. I, I, I will say this: Netflix has not let me down yet. That's a good point. Yeah, that I, is haven't, a good I point. haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen. Even though I haven't watched every Netflix show, every Netflix show I have watched has always been of really yep. good quality. Yeah, I actually just started mm-hmm. uh, the this new one, Frontier, with Jason Momoa. Oh yeah, okay. I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just I just watched the first episode the other night, and I'm I'm <sighs> already hooked. Like wow. I'm. I'm that, probably going to go home tomorrow and watch it. You know? Now, you know that I'm from Nova Scotia. Yeah. Right? It was filmed in Newfoundland right off from Nova Scotia. So I'm just like, wow. Yeah. I think that's one of the, I mean, we're living in such a great time period to be one of these writers or one of these creators, like where you can come up with this stuff where there's so many options between Amazon and Netflix and then just YouTube for that matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's and, amazing. And Jason's one of these people when he doesn't envelop and study the character. He becomes the character. Yeah, right. Have you seen this guy throw a Axe. <laughs> Seriously, I, I, wa- I There was a there was a thing on on uh, um, uh, Instagram yeah. where he, he had been like drinking a couple of beers and here throwing axes at this targets and stuff. I, and he's an avid rock climber, and, and mm. you know he he's like one of these things that he goes, hey, there's like a mm, you know a boulder surface like about five ten miles from here. Well, after taking this shot, let's go run over there and climb it. 
And I, I like mean, you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's just like balls at a wall. I mean, he's an uh-huh. awesome character. I'd love, I got a picture taken with him at Comic-Con one year. And it was really kind of funny because he, was, he was, had the beard going. But mm. actually that same year, so did I. <laughs> so he kind of was looking at me, kind of, and I'm like, "Well, you're looking at my beard. I'm looking at what the hell you're wearing for a hat." <laughs> so, anyway, it was it's awesome. Go back. Go back. I'm not uh, on my tangent already. All right. So, uh, what, what about uh, what about movies? Upcoming movies you're looking forward to? Oh my god. Well, uh, see, Wonder Woman's not out yet, right? That's no, not happening. No, no, that's no, my, no. I'm hoping. Well, that trailer looks mad. That's that's gonna be really cool. And then what was? Um, I don't know about Star Wars. I mean, like, I'm glad it's back. I like the last one, but but Rogue One was so I don't want to say better, but like it was different. It was different and awesome. It, it, it wasn't. And it done. wasn't the Skywalkers fucking yeah, up the, the thank universe, you, right? Yeah, it one was something else. drama, right? <coughs> uh, Which, and I love that it was complete. Like, bam, yeah. story done. I love that. We I love had, that. We was had cool. an episode uh, not too long ago where we covered Rogue One, mm-hmm. and we had some other friends of ours that were actually here and covered it and uh don't go into it with cameron okay. yeah I, I, <laughs> all right all right <laughs> it's it's not it's not bad i just think they there were some missed opportunities it's basically what, basically what it boils down what to. was your description of it oh that um because of all the fan service in the movie that star wars rogue one is the greatest star wars movie circle jerk ever and that's a good that's that's <laughs> yeah, not a bad thing yeah. but eventually your dick's gonna get raw <laughs> That is, comment. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that is brilliant. Thanks. I think that is a fantastic analysis. Actually, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what else is coming out, but uh, uh, we got, got Kong, Logan, yeah. Power Rangers. Oh, Logan. Logan! I hope Logan lives up to the trailer, man. I'm gonna go oh. gonna go watch that. Not not the first weekend, but the second weekend. I, a bunch of buddies and I uh, down in Maricopa were doing monthly guys nights where we go watch a, a manly movie. Yep, need that together. That so. looks good. That looks well, re- and it's rated R, isn't it? Last week's yeah. manly yeah. movie yeah. was so uh, cool. left, less shaders of uh, grayer. Uh, oh or yeah, f- like f- fifty shades darker or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, we went we went to go see uh, John Wick too. Oh, which okay, see that it was. I loved it. There wasn't a, a lot of dialogue. There was all fighting, <laughs> bang, <laughs> shooting, <laughs> crashing, all that all that stuff. But it was. Uh, I mean, if you saw the first one and, and you liked the first one, you'll love the second one because it takes the fighting and just the the, the stunt work mm. to a new level. Yeah, yeah. And then so. he does his own stunts. It's yeah. Admirable. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's how it. Should yeah, there be. was this great video that popped up on Instagram earlier. I think it was either Where this week or last week. He's running the gun range. Yes. Yeah. Wow. He does the gun range see, and he's running. I'm so happy. That's how it should be. I'm so happy Keanu Reeves is finally out. He's not playing <laughs> Keanu Reeves. He's not, you know, yeah. Bill hey, S. Preston, you know. <laughs> it's, 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 it's 4 L. He, he's actually doing something notable. Mm. And it's not The mm. Matrix. Not right, the Matrix. right. Hey, yeah, I liked yeah. him in The Devil's Advocate. Ooh, Devil's Advocate okay, was good. Yeah, that, that yeah, was good. Yeah. That was I'll good. give him that one. Absolutely, absolutely. We just got to see, you know, Harkins does these uh, these throwback movies on yeah. Tuesdays. Got to see The Crow last week on the big screen. Oh, Such oh, a redoing that though, too. They need to stop that. They need to stop. Oh, no, that no, no, right no, no, no. They don't need to stop it. I want them to keep keep doing it, keep making remakes because it makes me appreciate the originals better. Fair yes, enough. Yes, but Fair I think enough. it's Jason that's doing the remake. Jason Moa. Oh, oh, I know. I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I that would be interesting, so. though. He, I, he, I, he might. He might be in it, but I don't think he's going to be playing that part. Uh, that would know. be an, if. If so, that might change the calculus a little bit. I'll yeah. give you that. 
But still, uh, come yeah. on. Ugh. Anyway. All right, so uh, so we're nearing the end of our time. Right on. So uh, where can anybody find you on you know all the social media sites and websites and all that fun stuff? Best three places to go would be first my website, TomLevine.com. Uh, next would be Facebook, backslash AuthorTomLevine.com, or just AuthorTomLevine, sorry. <laughs> and then uh, on Twitter at, wait for it, Tom Levine. Okay. Uh, and of course, you know, we got, uh, uh, again, uh, what's the, what's the official release date for, uh, Hellworld, for Hellworld comes yeah. out March 21st, March 21st. Um, but you can always pre-order now the, um, and this isn't just for me, it's for all of your favorite authors, no matter who they are, um, including me, but, uh, the <laughs> best, best, best thing you can do for any author that you are a fan of is go to or call a brick and mortar bookstore and pre-order the book from a pr- brick and mortar bookstore. It changes everything all Cannot. four of them right <laughs> oh sure absolutely yeah, yeah. <laughs> but definitely pre-order left. pre-order right now from a brick and mortar if at all possible that would be great all right awesome well we want to say again thank you for uh for joining us on the show and uh we look forward to seeing uh, great things from you here in the future awesome thank you guys for having me and uh so uh let's see we got uh, next show is going to be in two weeks we got a uh, a cosplayer uh that actually amy uh uh a friend of amy uh, a friend of amy's are one of our uh, co-hosts, <laughs> uh, and her friend, her name is uh, Asta. I keep thinking Astra, but it's yeah. Asta. Uh, she was on a show called um, Little Women of Dallas, or Little yeah. Women Dallas. Little 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 Women of Dallas, I think. It was. And she's actually just come back from vacation from um, Bali, 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 Indonesia. Yeah, and she posted some really good pictures of her while she was over there. So. She's going to be quite happy, I'm presuming, <laughs> with having yeah. a nice vacation under, their, under her belt going. So she will be our, our next guest on 3-8. Awesome. Sounds good. So, uh, and then Wild Wild West coming. And then, yeah, we got Wild Wild West coming up. Uh, that, that's going to be fun. That's the beginning of March. Uh, so we'll, we'll be able to report on that as well. I'm dusting off my best Cisco costume. Nice. <laughs> You're going to have the, uh, the silver, silver boots to go with it? Sure, why not? Okay. I, I'm wearing my duster <laughs> and a cowboy hat. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going like this. None of my cowboy stuff fits me anymore. I got too fat. I'm not going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so yeah, we'll catch you next time. Just make sure, again, you follow us on uh, on our Facebook page, Facebook's uh, backslash Conair Radio. And, uh, of course, we got the Twitter, Conair, uh, at Conair Radio. Of course, I got at Conair Jared. Then I've got uh, at the at Film Dropout. Yep. I'm Conair, 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 Conair. Conair and everything. <laughs> if you find Conair, it's probably me. Yeah. If it's not a hairdryer. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, feel free to follow us and make sure you share as well. And, uh, of course, just make sure you stay tuned because there's also the big possibility we might be giving away some uh, some pass, some passes Phoenix, to Phoenix, Phoenix Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> so if you guys are going to be in the area for Phoenix Comic-Con or you live in Arizona, Keep an eye on the Facebook page because we might be putting out some information soon. You never know. We're going to make you listen to the podcast, so chances are you're going to have to hear it here. Exactly. So from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll see you next time. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. Me and you, and I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world!
Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.